Welcome to All Tales, the podcast that brings you captivating stories from across the realms of imagination. Today, we have a story with a magical twist about two children who stay up past bedtime. So sit back, relax, and let your mind wander as we enter the world of making time. This story doesn't start at the beginning of the day, like most stories do, but at the end of one. And this particular evening seemed like a repeat of every night for the past several weeks in the Mitchell household. Ten-year-old Aaron found himself unwillingly being tucked into bed by his parents yet again. Aaron was trying his best to shove the covers off, but his mother was just as determined to keep them on, and she was stronger too. Aaron knew he would lose this nightly skirmish, but he still protested loudly, not wanting to go to sleep when there was so much he still wanted to do. Dad joined Mom by Aaron's bedside, sighed, and said, If you want time, you must make it. Confused, Aaron asked what that meant. Dad paused for a moment, then continued, Time won't be given to you to do all the things you want to do. You must focus and fight for the time to do the things that are important. With that, Mom finally tucked him in, and as his parents left the room, Aaron defiantly proclaimed, Then I'll stay up all night and do the things I want to do. Mom looked concerned, but Dad assured her he'd handle the situation, and returned to Aaron's bedside. He whispered, All the time in the world won't guarantee you'll do what's important. You need rest to reflect on your day and plan accordingly. Now, go to sleep, son, and whatever you do, don't stay up past bedtime, especially not until midnight. With this final warning, Dad squeezed Aaron's hand and left the room, shutting the door behind him. Most children might have been frightened by such a warning, but not Aaron. As he stared at the light shining from under the crack of his bedroom door, he waited impatiently for it to finally turn off, then jumped out of bed and tiptoed to his sister's room next door. Sasha, seven years old, was sleeping soundly as Aaron gently placed his hand over her mouth and prodded her awake with the other. She stirred with annoyance and sleepiness, whispering, What are you doing? We're staying up all night, Sasha, Aaron replied excitedly. We are? Sasha rubbed her eyes, contemplating her brother's plan. Well, at least until midnight, Aaron added, as he grabbed a nearby toy flashlight and turned it on. Okay, she said excitedly. But why? So we can play board games and eat snacks and play hide-and-seek and do all the other fun things we couldn't do today because of chores and boring family stuff, Aaron explained. Sasha was convinced. For the next several hours, the siblings quietly played games, snuck through the house, helped themselves to some cookies baked earlier that day, and even tickled their parents' feet while trying not to giggle so loud that it woke them up. Eventually, though, Sasha began to yawn and Aaron's eyelids grew heavier by the minute. 
they glanced at the big grandfather clock in the living room and saw that it was 11.58. Midnight is enough, Aaron decided, with a small smile, and the two kids returned to their rooms to finally go to sleep. Aaron heard the ding-dongs of the grandfather clock chiming closer and closer to midnight until he fell asleep just before the twelfth chime. Aaron awoke feeling well-rested and extremely happy. He'd managed to stay up for half the night without getting caught. As he started getting dressed, he suddenly stopped. Something wasn't right. Why was it still so dark? And why hadn't his mom come to wake him up with her usual smile and song? He finished getting dressed, then heard Sasha yelling his name from her room. Rushing in, he found her looking frightened, still in bed. Why is it still dark? Where's mom? Aaron didn't know either, so they both headed for their parents' room. Upon entering, they were shocked to find their parents still sound asleep in bed. This didn't make any sense. Mom! Dad! Wake up! They both yelled as they jumped onto the bed. Nothing. Unaffected by their shouts and nudges, their parents simply continued to sleep and breathe peacefully, as if under a magical spell like Sleeping Beauty. Sasha began pushing their mom as hard as she could to wake her, while Aaron rushed downstairs to call 911. However, when he picked up the phone, there was no dial tone, and the buttons didn't work. Frustrated, he slammed the phone down when the grandfather clock across the room caught his attention. It read 11.59. How is that possible? Aaron approached the clock, and upon closer inspection, noticed it was frozen. In fact, now that he looked around, it was as if time itself had stopped inside his home. The clock above the stove said 11.59. It was still night outside the windows. His parents wouldn't wake up. Had his father's warning actually been real? Returning upstairs, Aaron shared his discovery with Sasha. She didn't believe him and yelled at him and his parents to stop playing such a mean trick on her, but Aaron told her it wasn't a trick. But what do we do? Sasha asked with tears in her eyes. Aaron didn't know. He told her about their dad's warning about staying up after bedtime. Angry now, Sasha asked, did he say anything else? Something that could help us? Aaron thought for a moment, then remembered his dad's advice. If you want time, you must make it. Realizing they had to take action, they began searching the house for time-related objects and clues. They checked their family calendar, the microwave's clock, the digital photo frame in the living room, their dad's work planner, and even their parents' smartphones, all of which were either frozen or unhelpful. To calm their growing hunger and unease, Aaron fetched cereal and milk for him and his sister. Though eating breakfast at night felt eerie, he felt like there was something time-related that they had missed when the grandfather clock across the way caught his eye yet again. This time, he invited Sasha to join him and see what they could find. The wooden clock loomed over them, but without its gentle ticking and swaying pendulum, it too seemed strange and made the kids slightly uneasy. After searching it up and down for any possible clues, Aaron kicked the base of the clock in frustration. To their surprise, 
the old glass and wooden door protecting the clock's inner workings creaked open, revealing the stationary pendulum inside. Sasha, unable to resist, began gently pushing it back and forth until Aaron reminded her of their parents' rule not to play with the clock. Fine, she said gruffly, but as she went to close the glass door, she noticed an inscription etched inside the doorframe. Reading it aloud, she said, Embrace the present moment, for it holds the key to tomorrow. Finally, a clue! Aaron and Sasha were certain it would help them, but the meaning of the clue eluded them. Sasha suggested looking in the closet, where their parents sometimes hid their holiday presents. But nothing was there. No hidden presents or clues. And nothing else came to mind, until Aaron realized that the present mentioned in the clue didn't refer to actual presents. Sasha. Hasn't Mom been working on a new photo album recently? Do you know where it is? She nodded and quickly led Aaron to their parents' bedroom. They flipped through the pages of the album, only to find recent photos of birthdays, trips, and special events. Yet, at the very end, concealed among yet-to-be-placed photos, was an older picture of their father, much younger, sitting on an old wooden trunk and holding what appeared to be an ancient and ornate silver and stained glass key. To the attic, Aaron exclaimed as they rushed out of the room. The attic, creepy during the day, was downright spooky at night. But luckily, the siblings easily found the large wooden trunk from the picture, bathed in moonlight from a nearby window. The silver and stained glass key was already in the trunk's lock, and when they pulled, the lid opened easily. Finally, the answer to the riddle. But wait, the trunk was empty. Aaron looked at Sasha, who had tears in her eyes, and he realized he was close to joining her. What was the point of having a key if it didn't open something you needed? It was only then that Aaron noticed the odd angle of the key in the lock, and the moonlight's reflection through its unique stained glass which marked a point on the old chest. The chest was indeed covered in intricate carvings of lines and shapes, almost like a maze. Aaron showed Sasha the beam of light, and she began tracing the intricate path it illuminated, leading to an hourglass-like shape on the trunk's backside. They looked at each other, then pressed the shape simultaneously. A mechanical whirring began with an assortment of ticks, talks, and chimes as a hidden compartment was revealed. Inside lay a beautiful hourglass, emitting a soft, almost magical glow. Aaron carefully retrieved it, and Sasha asked, What do we do now? I don't know, Aaron admitted, when suddenly a surge of energy and a brilliant light burst forth from the hourglass, bathing the room in a golden glow. The two children looked in astonishment as the moon rushed across the sky outside the attic window, quickly to be replaced by the rising sun. They had done it! They had restored the flow of time! Aaron placed the hourglass back in the secret compartment, which sealed shut as soon as he removed his hand. Quick, let's get back to bed before Mom and Dad wake up and we get in trouble, he urged Sasha, 
who nodded and headed to her room. Aaron quickly made sure the attic appeared undisturbed and followed after her. As he tiptoed into his room, he could just barely hear his confused mother asking his dad how an old photo of him ended up in her new album. Aaron slipped under the covers just as his father entered the room. So, his dad said with a smirk, no more staying up past bedtime? Aaron opened his eyes and returned his dad's smile. Nope, from now on, I'm making time. Good, his dad replied, because you'll have to find your own path forward from now on. So make the best of the time you have. Aaron nodded, sat up, and prepared to make the most of the new day that lay ahead. All Tales is an original podcast written and produced by Leo Bloom and Pradi Som, and is released bi-weekly. All characters and events depicted in this podcast are entirely fictitious. Any similarity to actual events or persons is purely coincidental. The All Tales opening theme was written and performed by Lido Velasco. Background music for Making Time included Silhouettes and Eyes Closed by Tobias Voigt, and A Dragon's Lullaby original version by Scott Buckley. You can support All Tales on Patreon and gain access to exclusive merchandise and content. And remember to follow us on Instagram, X, Facebook, and YouTube for more updates. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our All Tales community. Until next time, Keep your imagination alive.